0: So today we get to celebrate that the light has come to us. Which is really, really great, and uh, light is such a key part of the whole biblical story and the whole biblical narrative. It is one of the key images that weaves all the way throughout the Bible, and so as we've already heard in some of our readings today, light is actually where the whole Bible starts. So the very first verses of the Bible, Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 to 4, say, "'In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters.'" And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. And then God said, Let there be light. So the first words that God spoke were all about light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. I really love The Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis. Anyone else like The Chronicles of Narnia? Yes, quite a few of you. Good. So, And while The Lion and the Witch and the Wardrobe is phenomenal, uh, there is so much beauty and power in the first book of the series, which is lesser known, which is called The Magician's Nephew. And C.S. Lewis wrote this book as a way of helping people, particularly kids, to be able to understand what the creation story might have been like. And so listen to how he interprets what this passage in Genesis may have been like. In the darkness, something was happening at last. A voice had begun to sing. It was very far away, and Diggory found it hard to decide from what direction it was coming. Sometimes it seemed to come from all directions at once. Sometimes he almost thought it was coming out of the earth beneath them. Its lower notes were deep enough to be the voice of the earth herself. There were no words. There was hardly even a tune. But it was, beyond comparison, the most beautiful noise that he had ever heard. It was so beautiful, he could hardly bear it. Then two wonders happened at the same moment. One was that the voice was suddenly joined by other voices, more voices than you could possibly count. They were in harmony with it, but far higher up the scale. Cold, tingling silvery voices the second wonder was that the blackness overhead all at once was blazing with stars they didn't come out gently one by one as they do on a summer evening one moment there had been nothing but darkness and the next moment a thousand thousand points of light leapt out single stars constellations and planets brighter and bigger than any in our world there were no clouds The new stars and the new voices began at exactly the same time. If you'd seen it and heard it, as Diggory did, you would have felt quite certain that it was the stars themselves that were singing, and that it was the first voice, the deep one, which had made them appear and made them sing. The voice on the earth was now louder and more triumphant, but the voices in the sky, after singing loudly with it for a time, began to get fainter. And now something else was happening. Far away and down near the horizon, the sky began to turn grey. A light wind, very fresh, began to stir. And the sky in that one place grew slowly and steadily paler. You could see shapes of hills standing up dark against it. And all the time, the voice went on singing. The eastern sky changed from white to pink and from pink to gold. The voice rose and rose till all the air was shaking with it. And just as it swelled to the mightiest and most glorious sound it had yet produced, the sun arose. Isn't that such a beautiful picture of what it might have been like when God said, Let there be light, and there was light? And we know that Jesus was there at the very beginning of all things, at the dawning of time. In fact, everything, including the light, was created through him, John chapter one verses one to five says in the beginning, the Word already existed. the Word was was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God, and God created everything through him. Nothing was created except through him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never. Extinguish it. Now we know that even though darkness cannot extinguish the light, there is and there always has been some darkness in the world trying to distract us from the light or trying to distort or hide the light. But God promised a long time ago that light would come in a new and powerful way into our existence. In Isaiah chapter 9. We read that the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. And while the words that are read from the magician's nephew are such a beautiful and powerful picture of creation, that imagery also rings true for me in terms of what we celebrate today and the arrival of Jesus coming into our existence I think that there are some echoes of the voices joining together as we think about the angels singing, the harmony, effectively the stars themselves singing out loud, and the voice growing louder and more triumphant. And then the sky turning to gold and the sun arising with Jesus having been born into our world. As powerful as it is to think about the light appearing at creation, We can sense that there was that same reality of awe and wonder as the light entered into our world in the person of Jesus. The light that comes to us in human form to show us exactly what God is like. And yet we know that even as the light dawned and appeared in our world, not everyone embraced it. Continuing on in John chapter 1, we read that God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into the very world that he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. And so the Word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son, So, Jesus comes into our world. The message talks about Jesus moving into the neighbourhood, making his home amongst us. But the light is still not yet done. I can also see that same imagery as we think about the dawn of Easter Sunday. We can also imagine the most beautiful song being sung, coming from the depths of the earth, growing in volume, getting louder and louder until the dawning of a new day where the air shakes with the voice of God declaring ultimate victory. And just as it swells to the mightiest and most glorious sound that's almost overwhelming, the sun rises. And at the end of time, the picture that we have is of a city that doesn't need a sun and doesn't need a moon. Because the light of God is shining so brightly that everyone can see everything clearly. Light. Such a powerful and amazing piece of imagery and what we celebrate today. Because Jesus told us that he comes as the light of the world. John chapter 8, verse 12. Jesus spoke to the people and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness. Because you will have the light that leads to life. That's what we celebrate, is that no longer do we walk in darkness. We have the light that leads us to what we were always supposed to experience, what life is supposed to be about. And so I wonder what light looks like for us practically today, as we enter into Christmas Day and all that's ahead of us in this day and through the rest of this week. In what ways is the light present for you in the midst of what's going on for you? Because I think there are three things that we can recognize that light does for us. First of all, light illuminates. Light shows us the way that things are supposed to be. When a light comes on, it brings clarity, helps us to see things accurately. And so perhaps for some of us, we're facing circumstances that seem impossible to be able to overcome. Maybe for some of us, we're unclear about what the way forward is. Maybe for some of us, we find ourselves in situations where we've misinterpreted or misunderstood someone or a situation, and we're finding ourselves confused. Jesus comes as the light of the world to illuminate things for us, to help us to be able to see clearly, to help us to be able to see accurately, to help us to be able to see the way forward. So light illuminates, but light also eliminates. Light pushes back our fear. Light allows us to see that what we first thought might have been somewhere was not as overwhelming as it maybe first appeared it might have been. I'm sure we've all been in situations where we've been caught in the dark. So maybe when the power has gone out, all of a sudden you're plunged into darkness. Or we've been driving on a country road out in the middle of the dark at night time. Or we've been staying in a place that's uncertain to us, somewhere that we're not used to staying and we wake up and we're suddenly like, where am I again? Well, what happens the minute that we turn the light on? Everything becomes clear. And often those fears that we might be feeling start to melt away. The shadows or the hidden dangers that we're worried about can shrink back, being put into their correct perspective. Once again, we see clearly and it stills our souls and restores our confidence. And so Jesus comes as the light of the world to eliminate the darkness, to push our fears away and to replace the blackness with beautiful Clarity. So light illuminates, light eliminates, but light also radiates. Light brings a sense of warmth, it draws us close. Light can seep into the inner parts of who we are. If you think about what happens when you light a fire, maybe in your fireplace in the depths of winter, or if you're out camping somewhere and you light a fire, as the light grows, is something that just draws us in. We want to extend our hands. We want to feel the warmth that's coming out of the light, allow it to flow into the deepest parts of who we are. And so Jesus comes as the light of the world to radiate God's love and wants us to extend our arms, to embrace and receive the warmth that's being offered, to allow it to seep into the depths of who we are. Light illuminates, light eliminates, light radiates. But it's important to name that that's not always our experience. We know that the light has come. We know that the sun has risen. But many of us are still experiencing shadows in our lives for all sorts of different reasons. For some of us, we finish the year with unmet expectations. Things having not unfolded the way that we might have hoped that they would. For others of us, it's been a really, really dark year as we've lost people who are close to us or dealt with our own shadows that are related to relationships or to finances or to work or to challenges from our past. For others of us, we've felt the shadows of global conflict that seem to have been raging all around us. The ongoing war in the Ukraine, the situation in the Middle East and so many other places around the world that don't even make our news cycles. As those shadows appear, often they feel like they lengthen and they grow. And when that happens, it can be easy for us to doubt the presence of the light. Find it hard to believe that Jesus is actually with us. But the thing about shadows is that shadows can only appear if there is a light shining. Without the light, everything would be darkness. And so in shadow times, sometimes it's helpful for us to stop and not focus on the shadow, but to try and turn around and see what the source of the light is. Perhaps even being surprised that Jesus is with us, even in the midst of the darkest times that we're going through. And so today, that's our opportunity to be able to just take a moment in the midst of everything that today is about to be able to remind ourselves that we are not alone. That Jesus is here with us. That Jesus is here amongst us, shining his light into our lives and shining his light into our world. So I want to just give us a moment in the quiet to be able to pause and to consciously recognise that the light has come, that the light is here. And so you might like to close your eyes to be able to picture what that looks like. You might like to extend your hands symbolically receiving the light, the warmth that Jesus is offering. But in this moment, just take a little bit of time to recognise that the light of the world is here with us, is here with you. King Jesus, today we declare once again that you are the light. That you always have been the light. That you always will be the light. The light of the world. We are so grateful that your light shines on us. That your light shines on our situations. Your light shines on our relationships. Your light shines on our world. And even in the midst of those times where we feel like there's darkness or days like today when it feels like everything's clouded over, we recognize that's not because you have stopped shining, but simply because we can't see you because of those other circumstances. And so we ask that as we spend today celebrating all that Christmas is about, that in the midst of that, we would receive again the recognition of what it means that you are the light of the world that you are the light of our lives. I want to read a prayer that was in uh, the Lectio 365 uh, reading this morning, Uh, for those who might have had a look at that. A very, very powerful prayer that I think sums up a beautiful amount of what Christmas is all about. May the love by which the Father sent his Son at Christmas Embrace our families and our friends, our hearts and our homes on this day. May the sacrifice by which Jesus was born in Bethlehem mark all of our attitudes, our actions and our interactions this day. May the joy by which the Spirit conceives and breathes new life fill us with the holiness of heaven's happiness now and forevermore. I mean, in. I invite the team back up.